the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He was recognized in 2012 as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings over 30 years' experience to the table. His office number is 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground, horses raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this song. Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. This show, if you, if you haven't heard it before, hey, welcome aboard. This show is about estate planning and elder law, at least the first part of the show. The second part of the show, we talk about history, politics, religion. But the idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes we need to pay legally, avoiding going through court. That's avoiding probate in many cases. And believe me, right now with COVID, you want to avoid going through court. You want to avoid probate. And as far as elder law is concerned, our main goal in, in, in elder law is to try to save assets from nursing home bills. Now, as you know, each week we usually have one of the different attorneys from our office, you know, asking a question, talking a little about the uh, their history. And, and we have a guy we used to call, I guess we still call him the disagreeable Irishman, Justin Daly. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thanks for having me on. Okay, so Justin, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, I have been working in the New York City area my whole professional career. Uh, prior to that, I grew up in New England, uh, but I went to college at Arizona State for undergrad. And uh, prior to that, even, I uh, was born in Michigan, and uh, that's about it in a nutshell. That's about it? <laughs> okay, well, I thought you had a little bit more, you know. You married? You have any kids? I do. Okay. I have a, uh, a beautiful wife. And three children um, who are eight, five, and two years old. All right. So, you know, when you're talking to clients over the last few weeks, is there one question that stands out in your mind that maybe we should share with our listeners? Uh, yes. Um, it's an overall for, you know, people are concerned about predatory creditors or just predatory bad faith actors, especially when it comes to lawsuits. Uh, we see it a lot with professionals like doctors, um, architects. And then also, um, more recently, it's come up uh, with these discussions about qualified immunity for police officers, even. Okay. Now, ordinarily, like if, if now we've done this for years, if we have a professional who's in a uh, profession where there's a high likelihood of you're going to be sued or something like that, some of those professionals decide to put assets in an irrevocable trust. Now, we use irrevocable trusts all the time for senior citizens to protect their assets from, in effect, nursing homes, lawsuits from that area. But you bring up a good point. I mean, I don't know what exactly what the situation is for police officers right now, but are they subject to lawsuits if they get sued for uh, 
whatever. My understanding from the research that I've done so far with the, the, the city council's change in the qualified immunity laws, it's really just opened it up to make it easier for uh, individuals to sue the department, but not so much uh, individual liability yet of the police officers. Okay. I never really thought of police officers being, you know, really open to, to lawsuits or whatever because you have the deep pockets of the city or the county or whatever it is. But here's one of the things. Just let, Let's say there's a lawsuit. You're afraid of a lawsuit at some point. You may want to put your assets in an irrevocable trust. Usually you, you, you choose a family member. It doesn't necessarily have to be a family member to um, protect those assets from the lawsuits, especially if you get it started before the lawsuit, the event of the lawsuit happens. Like, for instance, this does happen in elder law. You've got a 90-year-old man who's driving around and shouldn't be driving. And, you know, if we put the assets in the irrevocable trust, maybe we put them in there to protect it from medical bills, from nursing home bills, which is usually what our, you know, goal is. Well, a secondary goal is, God forbid, he's in an accident and hopefully nobody gets hurt. But if somebody does get hurt, at least the assets that are put in the irrevocable trust before the accident are protected from those lawsuits. And that could also be, let's say, if you have a professional that, you know, gets involved in some kind of malpractice claim. We put the assets in an irrevocable trust. Those assets are protected. Now, preferably, we don't put them in after the lawsuit happens. We put it in before the lawsuit happens. But as a as a practical matter, even if the even if technically they can bring the the assets out of the trust, um, because the lawsuit started before we put the assets in the trust. The lawyers who do this have a, a very difficult time trying to bring assets out of a trust, you know, in event of a, a judgment and nothing else. You're going to, you know, you're going to uh, give your your family the upper hand because the, the lawyers who bring these lawsuits ordinarily really do not have a good idea of how to bring assets out of a trust and how what they can do about it. And, and you know, and, and the thing is, that's when we talk about insurance sometimes. And I'm a firm believer if to get as much insurance as possible because the lawyers who sue, they want a check that they can cash from an insurance company. They don't want, you know, to be chasing down your assets. But at the same time, you want to wear your belt and suspenders and you're afraid the insurance is not going to cover everything. Then, yes, you may want to think about an irrevocable trust, which the side benefits on that, we can use the irrevocable trust to take advantage of the, the tax laws. So maybe your children, your heirs are paying less in taxes than they might otherwise need to pay. And it'll avoid probate. Any assets in the trust will not go through court, not go through probate. And right now, Justin, like some of the real estate deals we have where we have assets going through probate, how long has it taken? Oh, don't even get me started on what's going on with Kings County. Um, some, we have some families that are waiting almost a year, and it's a completely uncontested proceeding, meaning that there's nobody who's, who's, who needs to, who's trying to slow up the proceeding. Everybody's cooperating, and yet, you know, the... the the Kings County Circuit's just not acting right now. I mean, the, you know, I, I'm not blaming them as much as I'm blaming the COVID situation, which has delayed things dramatically. Um, you know, all, but not just that. I think the other thing that people need to be aware of when they are doing, uh, you know, transferring assets into an irrevocable trust is they should be aware that you are going to have some greater restrictions. So a young person who transfers their assets into an irrevocable trust because they're concerned about lawsuits 
Um, they're going to have to work with that trustee if they want to sell that asset in the future. And if it's real estate, um, it's going to be um, near impossible to be able to refinance that property. And if they go to sell it and they want to buy a new property, it, more than likely they're going to have to buy that next property in cash. So, you know, everybody should be aware when you're when you're taking these aggressive steps to protect your assets, um, you're not going to be as liquid with them as you were if they were just in your individual name. Yeah, but nothing stops you from selling the property as Certainly. long as you can work with your trustee. And I mean, 90% of the time, 95% of the time, we recommend as a trustee family members. And that can be very difficult if you don't have a family member you can trust. And, and sometimes there's just no solution. But getting back, um, getting back to the um, insurance, you know, you're afraid of an accident, something like that happened. Think about an umbrella policy. Because an umbrella policy gives you, you know, a lot of protection against those stupid things that happen like lawsuits, you know, a, a fire in your building. Let's say you own a building. Uh, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to lose the building. You're not going to lose major assets because somebody slips on the sidewalk. But at the same time, if you have a fire in your building and some child, God forbid, some child is seriously injured, you're facing a, a big danger. And that's one of the things that you may want to do is, 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 again, look at an umbrella policy. But, Justin, can you explain what a limited liability company, an LLC? A limited liability company is, a for tax purposes, it's a disregarded entity. In other words, the IRS does not recognize them. Um, however, for, by state law, LLCs are liability protection shields. Um, so you form these type of companies so that you're creating a separate entity apart from your individual self. So that way, if uh, that entity which controls a company or property, if there's an issue with it, it's limited to that asset. They can't go after your other assets. You're basically separating your assets from your individual self. So oftentimes we'll push these on any, basically the rule of thumb is any real estate investment property because you can't always guarantee not only what your tenants, but your tenants invitees or um, friends that stop by what they might do and what type of, you know, again, going back to these aggressive lawyers who are trying to start lawsuits, do whatever they can. So if there's a slip and fall at, a, at your at an apartment that's a rental of yours, or if there's, God forbid, a fire, you know, they're going to look to sue whoever they can, and that person's going to be the owner. So creating one of these liability shields through an LLC is a great way to separate your assets. Yeah, it's a more dangerous world. You know, I started practicing law about 40 years ago. And it's a lot more dangerous world today than it was 40 years ago. People are out to get you. It just seems like there's no more Mr. Nice Guys out there. People are out to get you. So if you have an investment property, what you probably want to do is put that property into an LLC. And by an investment property, I'm talking about a rental property. Could be, you know, could be vacant land, a vacation home. Maybe not likely, but you want to talk about it. Your residence is a little bit of a problem because if you put your property in an LLC and you sell the property, the IRS may audit you saying it's not your primary residence. So and you also lose exemptions in right. New York City if it's like an your LLC. Mm -hmm. Like your, your tax exemptions, like if you're a veteran or senior citizen or so forth, you lose some of those ex exemptions, which, by the way, is another reason to transfer your real estate through a trust agreement because if you transfer your real estate through a trust agreement, in that trust agreement, you're still the owner of the, the asset. So you, you still get the, the veteran's exemption, senior citizen's exemption, star program exemptions. I've seen a lot of times... You know, senior citizens, they transfer the property straight out to their kids and say, well, I got good kids. I'm not worried about them. Then all of a sudden their tax bill goes up because obviously the son or daughter is not a senior citizen who lives in the property. 
So, you know, do it right. If you want to do it right, you can make an appointment with us at Connors & Sullivan. Phone number is 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. We don't charge for the first consultation. The initial consultation is free on anything that we're talking about. Um, talk down. We'll give you we'll give you our recommendations based on what your asset allocation is, what your family situation is, and then we give you an estimate, our recommendations, and you go from there. Almost everything we do as far as estate planning and laws on a flat fee basis, and in these areas, we do not charge, you know, by the hour. We charge by the job. So I, personally, myself, and Justin's been doing a long time, too. You come in. We've done this before, so we can tell you how much it's going to cost, and then you take it from there. Justin Daly, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. Hi, this is Patrick Wayne. I had the good fortune to be raised by a man of strength and courage, a man of true grit. My father, John Wayne, died of stomach cancer in 1979, and in his characteristic style, he ignored advice to keep his disease quiet and campaigned publicly to encourage preventive treatment. He inspired our family to carry on that mission, and today the John Wayne Cancer Institute at Providence St. John's Health Center in Santa Monica, California, continues to take bold steps in cancer research. The John Wayne Cancer Institute has developed novel approaches to detect cancer, establishes therapies to boost the immune system to fight what my dad called the big C, and initiated less invasive surgeries. We've made significant advances in treating melanoma and breast cancer. All this has been made possible by my father's legacy of determination and a community of supporters who have helped expand upon that legacy. For more information, visit www.jwcigiving.org. The Gill for Exceptional Children, or GEC, has been providing excellent care to children and adults with developmental disabilities since 1958. It is our mission to help build better lives and brighter futures for the people in our care. We serve nearly 1,000 individuals each day and are proud that 90 cents of every dollar is used for actual services. Please visit www.gecbklyn.org or call 718-833-6633 to learn more. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors, still accompanied by Justin Daly. Hi, everybody. Yeah, say hello, Justin. And we have a special guest right now, Frank Miller, our expert on reverse mortgages. Frank, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Okay. So, you know, again, we get asked this question every once in a while. What's a reverse mortgage and why would I want to take out a reverse mortgage? I get that question a lot as well, Mike. Um, you know, so your viewers and um, your listeners know, you know, I've been in this business for 25 years, and I sit down with a lot of senior homeowners throughout the New York area, and a lot of them come to us, uh, you know, through your firm and through other financial planning and attorney associations, and they ask us those questions. You know, what, what, how does a reverse mortgage work? What are the benefits for me? What are the pros and cons? Uh, a reverse mortgage, to keep it very simple, is just a loan. It's a loan against someone's property. Um, the owners of the property, which we'll get into in a second, um, need to be, one of them needs to be the age 62 or older to qualify. So sometimes we'll get a, a spouse that's 62 and a spouse that's 60. Uh, that can still work as long as one of them is 62. Um, ownership can be in their individual names. Uh, ownership can be in a life estate. 
ownership could be in a revocable trust or in a Medicaid asset protection irrevocable trust. Our bank is very user-friendly with trusts as well as life estates. The sole purpose of a reverse mortgage is to help our senior homeowners in New York um, age in place safely and control or have a better control over their monthly cash flow. What I mean by that is when you take out a reverse mortgage, you're satisfying any existing mortgages that are on the property. So let's use a scenario of a property in Brooklyn, million five, let's just say in value, and they have a $200,000 mortgage on the property. Uh, when they do the reverse mortgage, we would be paying off the $200,000 mortgage. So right there, the family uh, gets a little bit of monthly relief with cash flow for not having to make that monthly payment to their existing lender. Now, they will have a $200,000 balance with the reverse mortgage, as well as any money that they tap into if they need some money at the closing. Um, but the one requirement or the one feature of a reverse mortgage is that you do not have to make a required monthly payment. Now, interest will accrue on the balance for as long as the loan um, is in, ex in existence, uh, but you can defer that interest. Uh, you'll get a statement every month, um, but you don't have to make that payment. Uh, what you do have to do is just maintain the real estate taxes and the homeowner's insurance, make those payments on time, and then you can basically use the reverse mortgage program as a retirement planning tool or an estate planning tool. It allows the family to access the equity in the property. They're never going to have access to 100% of the equity. There's a formula that banks use uh, that's based on the FHA guidelines. So basically when someone's in their 60s, they'll approximately get 50% of the equity accessible. If they're 90 years or older, they may get up to 75% accessible equity. So based on the age of the borrowers, that will determine how much equity in the property can be tapped into. And there's no limitations to what a family can do with the proceeds. We have families that contact us that just want to do home improvements, uh, want to uh, you know, make the house more accessible uh, for maybe a spouse that may be in a wheelchair or may not be as mobile as they've been in the past. Um, and one of the main reasons why families reach out to us is if they do Medicaid asset protection planning, uh, sometimes they need uh, out-of-pocket home health care, and they have a home health aid uh, that may not be covered by Medicaid or may not be covered by a plan that they may have, an insurance plan. So if they have to go into their pocket, uh, you know, sometimes the burden's on the adult children and the grandchildren to help. Uh, so this is just a way for homeowners to tap into the equity in their home, uh, like I said, to handle numerous different items that they may be facing day to day. Uh, the loan program is available for one to four family properties, as well as FHA-approved condos. Unfortunately, co-ops are not uh, are an approved um, building type. So uh, we cannot help anyone with a co-op in the New York area. But like I said, condos, one to four family homes, they need to be age 62. And uh, ownership with our bank uh, could be in any of the, of the things that I previously mentioned. Uh, in New York State, they also have for the past year and a half a jumbo reverse mortgage. 
Now, that is not offered through the Federal Housing Authority or the federal government. Uh, those really come into play when you have properties over 900000 to a $1 million, and they may have a larger loan balance. Like if someone has an $800,000 mortgage on a $2 million property, the FHA reverse mortgage won't give them 800000 with the formula, but the jumbo reverse mortgage may. So there are some good options for New York homeowners regarding the reverse mortgage. Um, there is counseling involved in all the programs, which is a good safety net. So before a family can move forward, they have to uh, either do a face-to-face -face or phone interview with a counseling agency just to understand the program, ask any questions that they have, and the counselor is making sure that they have full capacity and there's no obvious memory issues and that they do understand what they're getting involved in. Uh, so those are the basics, uh, and that's a, a pretty good overview but, of how the program works and how New Yorkers are taking advantage of it. Well, let me ask you one question. A lot of people think, well, if I get a reverse mortgage, I lose my house, and the house goes to the bank after I'm gone. I hear that every conversation I have, Mike. Um, it is one of the uh, largest misconceptions. Uh, the reverse mortgage loan program has more misconceptions than any other loan program ever. Uh, the home always stays in the proper or the, the existing uh, title. If it's in your name, it stays in your name. If it's in your name with your spouse, it stays in their name. The government never owns the house. The bank never owns your house. The only way a family can get in trouble with a reverse mortgage is if they do not pay their real estate taxes to their county and if they let their homeowner's insurance lapse or if the house becomes in such disrepair that it's not habitable. So as long as they keep the house in okay shape, pay the real estate taxes, and pay the homeowner's insurance, uh, all the misconceptions that most of your listeners have heard are that. They're just misconceptions. Uh, because it, I, in my opinion, it's one of the safer programs, uh, but it has to be managed properly. Right. If you take out a regular mortgage, let's say you're a senior citizen, you take out a regular mortgage, you don't make the payments, you lose your house. If you take out a reverse mortgage, you don't make the payments, you don't lose your house. Well said. Yeah. Uh, and that's the premise behind the reverse mortgage. Uh, you, you can defer the interest to when you pass away or when you sell the house. That's when the loan has to be paid off. Now, listen, Frank, one of the problems some of our clients have, you know, they put their house in, a, in an irrevocable trust maybe years ago. Now they need some money. And, you know, we... Some banks say, well, you got to take your house out of the irrevocable trust, and maybe we've had, you know, on the five-year look-back period, maybe we've had the five years passed or we're very close to the five years, and you say, hey, you don't really want to take this house out of the trust. Do you have a solution for that client? The history of trust, Mike, uh, is very uh, – it's a very perplexing uh, issue with bankers, I find. I've been in banking for most of my adult life. And I find that underwriters and banks do not understand or do not want to underwrite any properties that are not held individually. So when you have a, an irrevocable trust, which many of your listeners do have or they're looking into, uh, you need to work with a, a, a trust-friendly bank. Uh, our bank, Quantic Bank, which is federal chartered so we can help families in all 50 states, uh, took that responsibility about eight years ago. We have underwriters that understand trusts. Uh, we've been told by the attorney community that we are the only bank 
Um, I'm sure that, and ho I hope there's some other local banks around the country that will entertain an irrevocable trust. Uh, but if any of your listeners have an irrevocable trust or are thinking about doing an irrevocable trust, we just need to review the documents. At this point, 99% of the trusts get approved. And if one has certain language that we cannot approve, we can always communicate with the attorney uh, to see if we can get it approved. Um, but an irrevocable trust should not stop your listeners or stop anybody uh, from looking into financing. You just have to work with the, the right individuals. Um, and what I've learned over the years is it's not as, as, it's not as long as so a loan officer has been in a bank. It's not as long as a loan officer may be in the industry. It depends on how long the loan officer you're working with has been working with trusts. Um, I work with families every day with irrevocable trusts, um, and uh, we can answer any questions that any of your listeners have. Now, who has to sign the loan agreement, let's say, on an irrevocable trust? Let's say the trust that we do that helps the families qualify for Medicaid, so they save their house from nursing home bills. Uh, we have the trustee, uh, you know, which has the power uh, to encumber or the power to finance the property. So the trustee will sign the note, just acting as trustee. They're not personally guarantor. They're not a personal guarantor, I mean. Um, and your grantors or the people that are living in the property, um, for our purpose, they're the borrowers, meaning they're just the ones that are going to qualify based on their age and occupying the premises. But the title's in the name of the irrevocable trust. So uh, we really, like I said, have the... Uh, the people that are living in the property, as well as the trustee signing the note. Um, but it's, it's real, like I said, everything's in the name of the uh, trust that the family decided to you know, put into place. All right. Now, if, if somebody wants to contact you, talk to you about it, how do you work? Do you charge for your first consultation? How do people contact you? And how does it work after they contact you? We do not charge consultation fees. I am a vice president of lending of a federal chartered bank here in New York, so I will take calls from any listeners. Um, you, they can reach us directly at 888-954-7463. Once again, that was 888-954-7463. I do want your listeners to understand, though, I don't want them just to call Quantic Bank uh, because I am the only division at the bank that offers these programs. So they do need to call us directly. Uh, just ask for Frank Melia or Michael Bocelli. We run the division, and we'll gladly answer any questions uh, that your listeners have, and we'll see what options uh, that they can qualify for. Okay, so you can, you know, for some of the old people like me, can you repeat the uh, phone number again, and who do they ask for? 888-954-7463. Just ask for Frank Amelia, and you'll get through to me, and uh, we'll uh, review your case, and uh, we'll let you know all of the borrowing options that you or the trust might have. Yeah, and again, if, if you forget that number, you know, you, you're driving right now, and you don't have a, a pen handy, if you can always give our office a call, you know, during work hours, Monday through Friday, and we'll give you the contact information for Frank and Quantic Bank. But again, ask for Frank. Tell them you listen to uh, Ask the Lawyer. You know us through Con you know us through Connors and Sullivan, and we'll put you in touch with Frank. And, and what Frank said, you know, a lot of bankers they they mean to be helpful or whatever, but they just don't understand trusts 
Frank understands what a trust is, and if you have a question about a loan with a trust, we strongly recommend to you that you give Frank a call. Frank, anything else before we leave the airwaves? No, I just want to leave with your listeners that, you know, we have gotten a lot of calls, uh, especially now during COVID-19. So some of the loan requirements have been suspended. Uh, one of them is uh, appraisals. We, we, we can do an exterior appraisal right now. We don't have to intrude and go into anyone's home because of COVID. Uh, that can change. Um, and I just know that people in the New York community um, have changed their attitude towards care facilities. I still believe in these care facilities, and we have many clients and family members that may be in these facilities, uh, but a lot of families are looking to keep their loved ones at home, uh, and uh, some of these loan programs that I represent can, people, can keep people in their home safely with a trust, and they don't have to worry about going from one care facility to another. So just be safe. And, um, you know, hopefully this COVID is behind us soon. Yeah, we don't want to knock anybody, but for the most part, now is not the time when you want to send your relative to a nursing home. Correct. <laughs> Frank Quantic Bank, thank you very much for being, uh, you know, on, on Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. I appreciate it, Mike. Have a great afternoon. All right. Thanks, Frank. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it hard to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A government-insured reverse mortgage may be the answer or might be the perfect solution for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner. I've been a mortgage specialist for over 20 years, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. This past October, the federal government made changes to the reverse mortgage loan program. Give me a call now so our office can show you how these changes affect how much money you receive and how the annual mortgage insurance costs have decreased. My job is to help you find the best solutions for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this FHA program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me right now. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-943-2646, or try me on the internet at www.quanticbank.com backslash fmelia. Once again, call 888-943-2646, and you could be on your way to a stress-free retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591. All loans provided by Quantic Bank, NMLS number 403503. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. Uh, you know, each week, Kevin McCullough takes one of the questions that's emailed to us and asks it for the benefit of his audience, and he plays it on his show, which you can hear Monday through Friday at 7 o'clock on 970 The Answer or Monday through Friday on 570 The Mission at 3 p.m. So take it away, Kevin. All right, Kevin McCullough, every single week we promise you you will get a question answered by none other than Mr. Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan. And, uh, Mike, this week's question comes from Diane. She said, Dear Mr. Connors, my father died, and the only asset he owned was an account at the bank. The bank will not let me close out the account. I am his power of attorney, and I've had access to the account for years. Why won't the bank let me close the account? Mike Connors. 
Okay, well, part of the reason is a power of attorney dies with you. So a power of attorney has no effect the day you pass away. And in all likelihood, assuming the bank is right on this, there was nobody else's name on the account. So this account is going to have to go through court. It's going to go through probate. If Dad had a will, if he didn't have a will, somebody's got to apply to be the administrator of his estate. So that's why it's important to plan things so your children don't have to go through this after you're gone. You don't want them to have to go to court to collect your bank accounts. But that was a mistake. Nobody else's name was on the account. It, yeah, and, and if she had been a joint account holder, then there would have been no consequence at all. Correct. She could have closed out the account with a death certificate. Yeah. All right. Well, that's interesting. Friends, maybe you've got questions about just such things yourself. The uh, good people at Connors & Sullivan are standing by ready to help you. 718-238-6500 is their phone number, 718-238-6500. And, of course, you can also submit your questions for Mike to answer every week here on Kevin McCullough Radio, but also on uh, his own broadcast Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on AM 570 and FM 102.3, The Mission, WMCA. And, uh, and Sunday mornings, he uh, broadcasts at 11, where you can also hear questions to those answers uh, or answers to those questions as well. Mike Connors, always appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or connorsandsullivan.com. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. Right now, somebody just dropped into our studio, an old friend of the show, Maurice Jones. Welcome. Thank you. All right. Now, Maurice, can you tell the audience, what do you, what's the name of your company and what exactly do you do? Uh, the name of my company is Integrated Revenue Systems Financial Benefits Advisors. And basically, I specialize in helping real estate owners to protect the equity of their property uh, in terms of repositioning some of the equity so that it's protected from lawsuits as well as help them to fund a retirement program for themselves through the equity. Okay, now I'm, I'm looking at your card and you got a lot of letters after your name. Can you explain <laughs> that to me? Yes, I well, I have a bachelor's of uh, BA, that's a bachelor's of arts from Northwestern University. I also have what they call a CAPP, which is a Certified Asset Protection Planner and the CWPP, which is a Certified Wealth Preservation Planner. Okay, so 
What exactly is a certified asset protection planner? Well, it's one that helps in, individuals to, I'm certified to help individuals to protect their assets in the event that there's, there's lawsuit or there's any type of claim against their assets. So can you give us an example without getting anybody specific, but can you give us a general example? Okay. Let's assume that somebody were to be sued for personal injury and they have assets that might be at risk for uh, against the judgment but being confiscated because of a judgment. There are strategies that you can utilize in terms of helping to reposition that asset such that it is not able to be uh, taken from them legally because it's legally protected by the laws in the particular state that they reside. So in other words, if somebody's facing a massive lawsuit right now, mm -hmm. Well, generally speaking, this is done before, before the, the lawsuits. Yeah, it's not done at the time of the lawsuit. It's done before. It's preventative uh, planning, basically. And how long have you been doing this? Uh, I became certified in 2006. So I guess it would be about 14 years that I've been certified. All right. Now, typically, you know, what what type of clients are you speaking to, or what type of clients are you helping? Well, the ones that I find that's most beneficial are those who own real estate, especially those who own rental property real estate. Uh, studies have shown that the ones who own real estate are uh, primarily at the top of the list when it comes to potential lawsuits that might uh, they might be exposed to, primarily from tenants uh, or guests of tenants. Uh, in the case of New York, uh, if they own real estate, uh, they could also be potentially liable for someone slipping in front of their, on their sidewalk because of the laws that exist here in New York City. Uh, uh, they could also be liable for uh, contractors who work on their property because of what they call the scaffolding law here in New York State. Those are two areas that real estate owners are at high risk, potentially, for lawsuits. Uh, do you offer... Uh, clients benefit of an umbrella policy? Yes, I do. I'm actually licensed in New York State as a life and health insurance broker, as well as a property and casualty broker. Uh, so I'm licensed in all areas of insurance in the state of New York. And, you, you know, it's one thing I think that that's overlooked a lot. A lot of people, especially those people who own uh, real estate, rental real estate, commercial real estate or whatever, should think about very strongly think about an umbrella policy. Do you want to explain roughly what it is? Well, an umbrella policy is one basically that supersedes all the other policies that they have. So let's say they have property insurance and the property insurance is of a certain value. They could put something that's above it so that once the basic policy is actually uh, reached its maximum, the umbrella chips in as you know, as an additional policy on top of what they have as a basic policy. That's what umbrella policy, generally and, speaking. You know, like for the sake of argument, let's say you, you do have a building and, a, you know, a rental building and a lot of people live in the building or even a few people, just two, three family building and, and people live in there. You know, bad things do happen occasionally. Now, slip and fall, you're not going to lose the building because somebody slips in front of the sidewalk ordinarily. But you have a fire in the building and some child... God forbid, get seriously injured, or somebody, uh, a high net worth earner, gets killed in the in, in the fire. 
you got a problem. And what the umbrella policy does, outside of on top of your base insurance, it offers protection where you're if if you get sued, the insurance company is going to assign a lawyer to you, and they can protect you by offering that policy in lieu of uh, further lawsuits or whatever. Because and the the lawyers who sue people who make a living out of suing people, they don't necessarily want to chase after your assets if somebody's going to offer them a major check from a settlement from an insurance policy. And that's the idea of an umbrella policy. You know, somebody gets, you know, seriously injured, your insurance company can defend you, and they can say, listen, we can offer this if you release our client from all injuries. And insurance company lawyers, for the most part, take their job very seriously in trying to protect you. And if they have an umbrella policy, they, they, will, they will protect you. And an umbrella policy, I can't stress this enough. Um, not that I would say don't, you know, don't uh, open up an LLC. Yes, open up an LLC, limited liability company to protect, you know, your assets that are in the in the in the limited liability company. But at the same time, think about insurance. I'm a great believer in insurance. And I, again, an umbrella policy. Let's say you have a million dollars extra coverage, two million dollars worth of extra coverage. The, the the lawyers who bring lawsuits against you, they don't want to chase after your assets. They want to check from an insurance company. But if your regular insurance doesn't offer enough, they may do that. So that's where it protects you to get an umbrella policy where if you get sued for, you know, I mean, what you get sued for has almost nothing to do with anything. But if you have somebody who's seriously hurt in that fire in your building and somehow they can try to prove that it was your fault and, of course, right now, the way the world is, they sue you, and you almost have to prove it's not your fault if you're a landowner, landlord. So, you know, protect yourself. Get an umbrella policy. Now, what other kind of services do you offer? Well, I, that, one of the other areas I think that's also very important uh, in terms of uh, asset protection is actually things such as health insurance. Many people never thought that health insurance uh, – uh, is, uh, is 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 an asset protection insurance, but in fact it actually is, given that uh, studies have shown that, at least previously before the Affordable Care Act, that most people who file for bankruptcy file for bankruptcy because of medical expenses. Again, having adequate health insurance is a form of asset protection. Uh, life insurance is a form of asset protection uh, planning. Uh, and what, but it's not only in terms of providing death benefit uh, to the individual's family uh, upon death, but from the standpoint, the legal standpoint, life insurance, especially in the state of New York, is asset protection in that if whatever cash value that's built up into the policy over the years, God forbid there is a lawsuit against an individual, God forbid there is a bankruptcy that that individual has to be faced under New York state laws, that assets or that cash value in the life insurance plan is a protected, exempted asset. So that's a form of uh, life uh, Life insurance is also a form of asset protection planning in the state of New York. And here's another thing. If you if you have an insurance policy, life insurance policy, it's in a trust. Ordinarily, we can get that policy out tax-free to your heirs, which also helps. Let's say you do have a taxable estate. In New York, if you're single, a taxable estate is roughly $6 million dollars. So if you're over $6 million, your heirs may have to pay taxes. But a lot of times if we put an insurance policy inside a trust, then that policy would not be taxed, and you can use the money from the policy to help pay for the taxes. And, you know, because 
a lot of times if you got real estate, you got to get a mortgage to, to pay the taxes. But this way, if you have an insurance policy, that can pay the taxes. And the policy itself and the money you put into the policy, we usually can you know, get out tax-free. Now, Maurice, we're running out of time. Uh, can Tell us, where, where can somebody reach you? What phone number and, and where's your office located? Okay, my office is at 5 West 37th Street uh, in New York City, uh, New York, New York, 10018, uh, Suite 513. And my office telephone number in Manhattan is 646-375-5086. Maurice, can you repeat the phone number again, please? My phone number again is 646 375 5086. So I encourage you, if you want to talk to Maurice about protecting your assets, give him a call. He'll talk to you. He's done service to other of our clients. And thank you very much for coming in today. Thank you, Mr. Connors. Appreciate it. Do you know how many Christians live in the Middle East? Six million people. Do you know how many Christians need your help? Every single one. Do you know what we can do? With St. Francis in Beirut, we can give them hope. We can give them medicines. We can give them medical equipment. We can give them everything they're looking for because some others decided to remove Christianity from the Middle East. But if we will help them every single day, not just to feed them or clothing, it's all about giving them another day with the idea that they are recognized, that we love them, there are cousins, sisters, there are roots. So, St. Francis in Beirut, it's all about helping Christians, and you can be part of that help, too. If you want to help Father Paul in his mission, send your donations to St. Francis in Beirut, 213 Stanton Street, New York, New York, 10002. Welcome back again to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. Now, this time I'm accompanied by my son, Michael. Hello, everyone. And my wife, Beth. Hi, everybody. Okay, now... You know, as we just, as we heard earlier in the show, we have e- questions emailed to us, and we ask one, one on the Kevin McCullough Show. And, Michael, we have another question floating around. Can you read it for us? Yes, we do. This one is from Catherine. Dear Mr. Connors, I was married to my husband for about one year, when he passed away in December 2020. He named his children as beneficiary on his 401k prior to our marriage. What is my right as surviving spouse not having named as ben- been named as ben- beneficiary? And I didn't sign any spousal waiver with regards to any benefit he may have. Thanks so much. All right. Well, the surviving spouse in New York, and again, we're assuming there's no prenuptial agreement signed, which is what you said, has a right to put in a claim and receive one-third of the assets from the deceased spouse's estate. Um, So basically, you would have to file in, in surrogate's court in the county where your husband lived just before he died and file what was called a, a right of election. Now, if he had a will, we would serve it on his nominated executor. If he doesn't have a will, you could apply to be the administrator of his estate. And if there is anything in his estate, by the way, the first $50,000 in his estate goes to you if there's no will. So, and, and you also have some rights to cash in the house and things like that. So if, if your husband had a will, we need to serve the nominated executor under the will. If he didn't have a will, then we need to file, or you need to file to be the administrator of the estate. Assuming you're a U.S. citizen, you should be appointed administrator of the estate. Now, things are going slower than we want right now because of COVID and, you know, and other things, but that's the way to do it, and you should do something because, I, you know, unless it's a minimal amount in that 401k, 
you should put a claim in against the estate. And, and, and again, there are miscellaneous things that, that pop up and furniture and things like that that should you should have a good claim on. So you should, you should file a claim against this estate and go from there. And, you know, it's almost impossible to completely disinherit a spouse in New York, you know, unless they did sign a prenuptial or a postnuptial or some kind of agreement. So, you know, go see a lawyer, get the ball in motion, and then go from there. And, and I just want to mention one thing. The, the time limits can be very strict. It's six months from the issuance of letters, you know, on an estate, or it could two years from date of death. Now, you can always try to get an extension from a judge or whatever, but for the most part, to play it safe, you should file as soon as possible. Don't let the six months from the issuance of letters, you know, get get by. Don't let two years from date of death get by, whichever is whichever is first. So if if you're in a situation where your spouse died and you're not sure of your rights, you know, get a lawyer right away and you're you're more than welcome to give us a call at Connors and Sullivan at seven one eight two three eight sixty five hundred. Now, Michael, where can you email us a question? If you want to reach us with one of your questions, um, it might be answered on air, or if you would prefer it be kept private, make sure you note that in the email, um, and we, we'll get back to you separately. You can email us at askmikeconnors at gmail.com. That's askmikeconnors, Connors spelled C-O-N-N-O-R-S, at gmail.com. Okay, and, you know, people have been asking us about seminars, and I, people ask me every week almost, it seems. You know, when are you going to do your next seminar? Well, right now, I guess we're going to be talking about doing a seminar maybe in July, the end of July or something. In fact, we talked about it with Marty Golden the other day. Uh, maybe we can have a seminar at the Bay Ridge Manor. But we're going to try to do a seminar at the end of July. But in the meanwhile, where can you find our seminar on, on what, what, is it, what do you call it, digital, tape? What is it? I, I mean, I, I think we can just be nice and simple and call it a video seminar, but that's... Uh, you know, virtual makes it sound all 21st century, but um, if you want to find our Connors and Sullivan video seminar, you just go to YouTube.com and type exactly that into the search bar, Connors and Sullivan video seminar, and you're going to find us right there. You're going to see Dad, and then he's going to run you down, you know, go through a lot of the basics of estate planning, cover a few free frequently asked questions. Uh, that should, first off, just teach you a good amount of what you might want to know in advance of an appointment, and then... After that, if you feel like there's some planning you need to do, just give us a call at 718-238-6500. First consultation is free. Come on in and get the ball rolling on your planning. And and here's the thing. We have other YouTube things, which uh, one of the one thing that I can't believe is that our, our YouTube video done on our Toy Soldier collection, that has about 240,000 hits. <laughs> now, I don't know how to calculate hits on one program so it was 233,000 another one is said 240,000 so I don't know but if you want to see the toy soldier collection you know put in you know ultimate toy soldier collection and it'll come up on YouTube and it, better yet if you want to schedule an appointment to see the toy soldier collection please do so and I know some of you out there every once in a while I meet a client and I see that they live in middle village Queens or Bayside Queens or Manhattan I say well why are you coming into the Brooklyn office because I asked and they told me the toy soldier collection is in the Brooklyn office so oh okay and then believe me you know I enjoy showing the collection off if I have time but even if I don't have time you know somebody else will show you the collection they may not be able to answer all the questions on the collection you know because unfortunately they're not 
that many people who know that much about history. But they'll do their best, and you can certainly enjoy the collection. If you know about history, I guess you really don't need much to to fire your imagination. We we have scenes, mostly Civil War. You know, I'm into the Civil War, so we have uh, dozens of Civil War scenes. But we also have the Battle of Culloden. We have a Viking ship. We have some World War II MPs. And part of the reason for that, my father was a military policeman in, in World War II. And, of course, I you was a military, military policeman. You were a military policeman, yeah. And I was a military policeman in, in Germany in, in the 70s. So, you know, I, I guess we're running out of time right now. Beth, you didn't have a lot to say in this week's show, but we've got to give you more, you know, space for uh, <laughs> more next More prominence week. next week. That's okay. I usually just talk too much anyway. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Ask the Lawyer. Hopefully we'll be back at the same station, same time next week. Thanks so much for joining Bye-bye, us. everybody. We are gathered here on hallowed ground, voices raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this soul away. Kevin McCullough, are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, but when people become ill and need to go to a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain their assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. Connors & Sullivan's lawyers can customize a plan that specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. Call today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Don't let nursing home bills take your life's savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Don't wait another minute. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. That's 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. The preceding pre-recorded program paid for by Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC.